0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs Podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Welcome back from another W for Georgia Football. Daniel. We just Missouri, keep winning. Missouri in the rear view. Goodbye. We are
1: uh, on to Auburn, but not quite on this podcast. We're gonna we got some thoughts on the uh, Missouri game. Second to last home game of the season. We dispatched the Tigers, 27 to nothing. Mm. Uh, third shutout of the year, Clint. Hello. Uh, a lot of feelings.
0: A lot of feelings oh. were
1: felt, I'm sure, during oh. the game. Uh, a we lot of you guys
0: tra- have feelings from the game that we're just gonna hopefully help you exercise those from the depths of your bowels out to everybody else. That's really what we're here for. We're
1: really yeah. a public service to the people.
0: Um, Correct. We're, we're an outlet
1: for you uh, well said to express your feelings. Sometimes maybe your significant other not really as into the Georgia Bulldogs as you are. Uh-huh. And so maybe, maybe that's true. they are not the appropriate person. Maybe your mother in law not really at that at the family gathering that you went to on Sunday, maybe that was not the appropriate setting
0: for you to release all of your We we're here for you to give we you are. an outlet. Of, no we're here because maybe you think to yourself well all those fancy smancy experts I can't really talk to them I don't I don't know what Kirby's scheme is gonna be from his junior college years which by the way I don't Kirby never went to junior college but uh, maybe you're saying to yourself I just need some regular old fans to talk to well guess what you found the right spot That's That's what we are, Daniel. We are Uh, are not recruiting gurus or insiders to any extent of the imagination, Daniel. What are we?
1: That's right. We're Georgia fans, first and foremost. um, And we're here to talk the way Georgia fans do. We're podcasts podcast for fans, by fans. If you're new to the show, we're so glad that you're here. Uh, Lots of you are new to the show, by the way. Welcome. Glad to have you. Uh, Clint and I just regular guys talking about the Bulldogs. So if you're looking for um, Crystal Balls, If you're looking for a deep dive into statistical analysis, maybe this is not your podcast. If you're looking for real human beings having a conversation about your favorite team, then this is the show for you. We would love for you to join the conversation. LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com, at Dog's Podcast. We do a mailbag every Wednesday. We take submissions for that mailbag. around the clock so if you want to email us hit us up on twitter get your question or comment in for wednesday's show we'll be getting to that Uh, if you got a thought on the missouri game a thought on the auburn game coming up you want to ask us a question you got something you want to hear us talk about let us know about that if you haven't already you can subscribe to this podcast Uh, that helps us out a tremendous amount Um, tell your friends about the podcast give us a rating give us a review If you got feedback for us, you can email us. If you have things about us that you would rather hear more of or less of, you can let us know. We are open to that. Um, uh, Yeah, but if you like the show, leave us a review. Five stars always helps. Leave us a rating. Um, Subscribe to the show. Tell your friends about the show. Follow us on Twitter. Um, uh, Because we're here every day, Monday through Friday, talking about the dogs. Today's
0: Monday, which means we are getting... We're getting deep into the Missouri game, Clint. Yeah, we are. Let's let's just get in the boat, row out to the middle of the lake, and just dive in as far as we can. See what's P- out there. P.J. Fleck reference there. I like that PJ I like, that. Thank I like you. that early P.J. Fleck. I'm trying to get it On in, in pod, as much yes. as I can. Yeah. Uh, hey, first segment, Daniel and I are going to do some word association from this last Saturday. Uh, second segment I have a little PSA announcement, and it centers around one James Coley. So hold your hat for that one. Wow. Uh, yeah, get ready for it. And second, or I'm sorry, third segment. Uh, let's talk about D, baby. Let's talk about you and me. We're going to talk about the defense all day long. Well, just the third segment long. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> just Just for that quick little part okay. of the podcast. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so Daniel word association here we go i'm I'm gonna give you a player's name okay okay you're gonna give me the thing that pops into your head first and foremost after hearing this player's name
1: okay do i need to recline on the couch across the room from you before this happens is this are there ink blots? Uh, no, there, no ink blots. There? But
0: I will ask you what type of essential oils you want diffusing as we as <laughs> this, we do this. This is an audio podcast. It would be difficult to incorporate ink blots into our. Well, how, also how are we going to do it if you're all the way across the room on a couch? Also, there's no olfactory portion
1: of this podcast. So the essential oil diffusing is not really going to help anybody what? either.
0: But, well, Daniel, your technology is a little outdated.
1: Okay. Let's just do a simple words. Now, am I do you have word associations with these particular players? or is this just me. Uh, this I, is
0: just you to begin. I'm going to give after I ask you okay. to you, to okay. to give it. Okay. I'm ready. So, I'm ready to first begin. First player's name. George Pickens aka Jorge.
1: Okay, I was going to say I do not recognize a player by that name. So, Jorge Jorge, Um, the the word that comes to mind when I – other than Jorge, when I hear – because whenever I see Jorge Pickens, I immediately just say, Jorge, to myself or to anyone near me. Um, The word word that that first comes to mind when I hear the name Jorge Pickens is prodigy, and I mean that in a couple Mm. of different ways. I think it's the perfect word to describe Jorge Pickens. Here's what I mean. I mean he is excessively gifted. And talented at his craft. And his craft is making you look like a darn fool when you are on an island out there trying to cover him. You understand? His craft is running by you as if you are standing still. As if someone's buried you up to your knees in the sod at Sanford Stadium. And then leaping over you and making a catch that should not be legal in the United States. He's a prodigy in that sense of the word. He's also a prodigy in the other sense of the word, which is he is extremely young. Yes, he is. Um, uh, Along with that youth comes some inexperience, maybe a bit of bravado,
0: dare I say. Um, An an 18-year-old that's got a little skill to him and can go out and ball out on national TV might have a little bravado. That's shocking.
1: Now listen, I'm not. I'm not anti bravado. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying, Georgia fans. If you are anti bravado, just go go back to your nursing home and like turn on Sanford and Son reruns, uh, the Andy Griffith show, whatever it is that you're watching. And I just don't know, like if you're if you're anti kids running around having fun, having a little swagger to their game. That's not. I'm not interested in a conversation. I feel like with that you. Daniel just took a personal swipe to his grandfather, and I really. apologize. <laughs> you know, listen, if, if Pappy can't take it, Pappy don't need to listen to the podcast. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's <laughs> true. Uh. George Pickens has plays with some bravado, which is fine. But he also makes some youthful mistakes at times. He is—he's not the most dependable wide receiver on this team. While he is the most talented wide receiver on this team, he's certainly not the best wide receiver on this team. Those things come with youth. Um, uh, in time, we believe that Jorge Pickens will exceed the level of even a Lawrence Cager. But at this point, um, he needs to continue to develop. He needs to be in the right place at the right time, aka on or off the line of scrimmage. Please, Uh, he needs to. Yeah, he needs to be a bit more um, reliable, making all the catches. But in terms of his skill and athleticism, man. Speaking of Auburn week, boy, am I glad Uh Jorge Pickens is on my team.
0: Hello. And not on another team. The kid's a prodigy. Oh. He's a prodigy. Uh, the word I have is Elvis because he's he's the king, baby. He's just the king. <laughs> There's nothing like him. He is flashy. He is showy. You may not like that, but you know what you cannot deny? The dude balls. So, hey, Jorge, keep, keep getting all fired up. You do just, you, man. I, you do you, and I will sit back and enjoy every mm-hmm. moment of it. Daniel the second name I have for you Cade Mays.
1: Ooh. Cade Mays is just a dirty finisher. Clint, he is just he will end you. Um shout out to number 29 there on uh,
0: Missouri Jamie team. Petway is his name. Jamie Petway, Jamie all of 62 230 linebacker for uh the old Mizzou Tigers. I'm sorry, he he's looked, not a free safety? Nope, not he, a free safety. Not a cornerback. Not even like a rover or a, a like a third down cover linebacker. Jamie Petway, I, I think I think played on first down at linebacker. Hmm. What did old Cade Mays do to him, Daniel?
1: If you don't know the play we're talking about, run play, I believe it was Brian Herring carrying the ball. Can't remember yep. who it was. Um Whistle blows. Uh, Cade Mays hard of hearing in his right ear and his left ear, and when he's playing football, hard of hearing. And he's got when he doesn't care. Very specific hearing impair. Don't don't make fun of him. It's a it's a disability. Um, Cade Mays did not hear the whistle, and therefore he took Jamie Petway for a ride, and that ride ended uh, two and a half feet below the Earth's surface. And that is where Jamie Petway, I believe, is still resting. Uh, I, I believe it's his final resting place. Uh, Kirby Smart didn't mention the address to send flowers to his mother after the game, but I think that was an oversight. I think um, the, um, the SID will likely get that information out to the media asap so that we can all send our condolences to the family but uh yeah kate may is a finisher he's gonna finish you he's mean he's nasty and he's everything that you want in an offensive lineman period uh
0: just daniel punisher that's that he's just the punisher he is he is the enforcer on this offensive line uh he's the dude that that is the stereotypical in every movie um, I think we may have used this reference before in the pod, but if you haven't seen the town with Ben Affleck, uh, Ben Affleck heads into his buddy's apartment and says, we're going to do some bad things to some bad people. No questions asked. Are you with me? And his buddy said, yep. Uh, that's Cade Mays. That's Cade Mays. That's Cade Mays. The bad people uh, all play for Robert. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just yes. to be clear. Yes. Cade, Cade you, you, you know what to do. Go, go do thing. Uh Next name, Richard LeCount. Richard,
1: we knew you were going to make the podcast. Trevor, cover your ears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my word that immediately comes to mind when I think of Richard LeCount is it's actually a, an acronym. It's not a word. It is PTSD. Oh. Post-traumatic stress syndrome. Because listen – I make some notes as I watch the game, just as in preparation for the pod, and I've got written on my notes um, uh, that it's time for for the formal apology of formal apologies. Told Richard LeCount, it is time for us to absolutely come full circle, give this guy his due, and this guy has got a chance in the next year and a half to become one of my all-time favorite players at Georgia again. It wasn't the next play, Clint, after the interception, but it was, I believe, on the next series of place. Mhm. Richard LeCount. I can the guy, I can't remember if it was a short pass reception or if it was a run play. Richard LeCount comes screaming in from the secondary and just launches himself at a Missouri ball carrier. Hits him with his shoulder, no arms anywhere in sight. Nowhere. The player stumbles backwards two steps, regains his balance, and then runs five more yards until All he right. is tackled by actual tacklers on our team. Uh-huh. Richard. You were this close, man. Why you gotta so go close. why you gotta do me like that? Just to tackle the man, Richard. Just tackle the man. Stop trying to
0: literally knock his head off. Just tackle him. Uh, I believe Brian Greasy commented on that play. What a wallop he put. What a hit he put. Mm -hmm. And then they rewound it and showed that the man did bounce off of him and kept running. And Brian Greasy uh, silent during that portion of the play because Brian... You might have been a quarterback at some point, but bro, you, you don't know nothing about defense because that was nothing like defense. I'll uh, tell you what
1: Brian Greasy does know that if Jorge Pickens tries to catch a ball with one hand, he would never throw him the ball again. I couldn't I couldn't believe
0: it. You know we you know what I do with Jake Fromm? Teach him a lesson. Don't throw him the ball again. Cool. That's why you didn't win very many games, Brian. <laughs> You're out there making moral <laughs> victories, and your team's just saying, Bro, why don't you throw me the ball? You try to catch with one hand. I'm teaching you a lesson. I'm a one hand police. Okay, Brian. Go go have fun somewhere else. Uh, right, Michelle LeCount is just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That's, that's, all is.
1: that's enough for word association. That's enough for our first segment. Um, let's jump back into the second segment, and I want to hear your thoughts on the man, the myth, the legend,
0: James Coley. Okay. Uh, Buckle in. Grab some hats. Sit down. Grab a teddy if you need it. teddy bear. That is a (laughs) binky. Golly, Uh, Clint, not that kind of a show. (laughs) Well, I had to clarify because you, sir, knew you would go there. Just any chance to jump all over me. I don't know where else I was supposed to go. Grab a binky. Grab something to make yourself feel better because I'm about to tell you. Daniel, last week you asked me. I had it, what we were excited about, what we were nervous about, uh-huh. and what we don't sleep on. I and what was I? What was I nervous about from last week you, when f- we trounced Florida? What was I concerned about?
1: You were nervous about James Kohler reverting back to same old James Coley form and
0: making you feel all the feelings again. Okay. I, I, yeah, I th- that's that's part of it. I, but I think secondarily to that, I was nervous that all of our fans would forget. What James Coley did at Florida. So so I was nervous for one, secondarily nervous that even if he did, UGA fans would be calling for his head. Which by the way, anybody that wants a Arkansas ex head coach as our offensive coordinator, don't at me. Like just just I have no time for you. Okay? Not interested. Not interested. Pass hard. Okay. Uh, Daniel, I have a PSA announcement. And it is this. Do you know when, when coaches scheme for week preparation, they have an installment plan. A, a set of plays in which they practice most regularly. And they continue to increase the book, the playbook, as each week goes on. But in particular, they say, hey, we think we can attack this team here. We're going to do so with these set of plays. And they practice in more than other plays. Now that's not to say nothing on the sheet. Like certain plays just are no goes. They just installment wise, we go, hey, we're going to install this set for this week. Okay, this is how coaches work. Um, James Coley, again, like it or not, I don't, I don't really care about that. And Kirby Smart have made a game plan just like we saw at Kentucky. Kirby was going to kick a field goal, go up three nothing, and be satisfied to ride that out, wasn't he? He was satisfied yeah. to ride it out three nothing at Kentucky. He He, was. he were going to win.
1: Absolutely. He said, he said as much. He said as we're much. Just, we're Def- trying to punt.
0: That's all we're trying to do here. We have points on the board. Our defense isn't giving anything up to this JV team. Let's go home. Okay? We have Auburn next week. Um, coaches aren't dumb. Heard of it. They don't want to give more film to what they have. James Coley played this game with a condensed set of installed plays from what we saw at Florida. He can't go one week from being an offensive genius at Florida. SEC Offensive Coordinator of the Week, many of you calling it a master plan stroke, and then him being a bum the next. Can't happen. Of course he can, Clint. He's the Georgia Offensive Coordinator. He can be I want a bomb anytime at any point. Anytime we want. That's true. Anytime I want we to, want him to be a bomb. I want to give you some more cold hard facts. Daniel, um if I were to ask you how many uh, if I took all the NCAA uh, well not, not the FCS, not not the Central Coastal Connecticut institution of, <laughs> of state. Sure. Not FCS, anything in there. But if sure. I was to talk to you about teams that that, that play the big boy football, and I'd say, of them, the top 30%, roughly the top third of all defenses. Um, okay. And I was to list off teams. And i say, how many of those top third, top 30%, or numerically the top mm-hmm. 40 of 130, uh, how many of those defenses has Ohio State played? What would your guess be?
1: Uh, I would guess not that many. I mean, they play in the Big Ten. Their schedule's been pretty trash, so I would say not that
0: many. Yeah. One. They have played one. One top quality Florida. defense. That's what Correct. you're saying. One qual. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, okay. Clemson. If I was ask you how many Clemson has played. How many would they have played? Would you guess? <laughs> maybe one. I guess because maybe there's somebody I'm not thinking of. No zero. They've played oh, it's zero, zero. It's no zero. Case. No teams. Okay. Uh, ACC is pretty good though. A-C-C. LSU. If I was to ask you, LSU, how many teams have they played in the top 40 of defenses? I would guess a handful. Three. Three would be the correct answer. Auburn, the same, has three. Uh, I'm going to tell you how many we have played. We have played four. Four top 40 defenses in the entire nation. 30 percent. Many of them in the top 15. 20 after this week. We have played Florida. Tennessee. Which, by the way, Tennessee... Top 40 defense in the nation, 38th. Jeremy which, Pruitt. Hey. Uh,
1: coach of the Missouri, year,
0: SEC coach, coach of the, the year. <laughs> that's what I hear. Uh, Missouri, which before this game was a top 10 defense, dropped down after playing hmm. us. That's in the country, not in the that's SEC. That's in the the country. These are all country, not in the SEC. Top 10 defense in the country. Florida, top 10 defense in the country. Missouri, top 10 defense in the country. Notre Dame, top 30 in the country. We will have, we've played all them. We will play Auburn. Top mm-hmm. ten. LSU or Bama. Okay. I think we call that LSU now. That's what that's <laughs> what that's called now. Well, I, I just I, I wanted to be fair. I didn't want to be presumptuous, but it's LSU. Um, Daniel, here's the thing that I want to get out, and I want every dog fan to hear me on this. Like it or not, James Coley has two things he's working with. One, we can win various different ways. Two, we've seen a masterpiece stroke, he can do that. Three, our offense has played incredibly talented top-tier defenses all year long and still were crushing people. We covered the spread. I hope you know this.
1: We covered we, every spread by like that's been out for the whole week on this game. We covered correct. the initial line which was 21 points. Correct. That I was ready to get on here and give up Missouri plus 21 as a lock if that was oh. still the line on Thursday. Um We beat them twenty-seven to nothing. Club, there's not. I'm not. I'm gonna take you one step further. I know Georgia fans. I don't even listen to Georgia fans complain about the offensive coordinator. I've been listening to fire Mike Bobo forever. It's just. It's never gonna go away. It's whatever. Never. But I'm I'm just gonna go with my honest feelings. And I watch the game just like you do. I watch the game, and I I go through the roller coaster of emotions during the game. I feel it is a roller coaster all the highs and I feel all the lows. When we are playing poorly, I am ready to punch through a wall. When we are playing well, I am probably already
0: punching through a wall out of enthusiasm. Daniel
1: has an open concept
0: inside his house now, by the way. It wasn't
1: on purpose, but it is now an open concept. Um I didn't I did not one time get annoyed with our offense in this game. And that's the honest to God's truth. I didn't one time get annoyed. I thought our offense came out and played fine. I they thought early fine. on, they were incredible on third down. They then Again. fell off dramatically on third down. But we already had the lead. The game was in hand the entire way. There was never a point in that game when you even remotely thought we were going to lose the game. There nope. were some dumb penalties. There was a sack. Uh, there was there were just some... Things where we didn't convert first downs. And we had to punt. And then we stopped them three and out and we got the ball back. There were some times when we were down inside the 30 and we couldn't punch it in for touchdowns and we had to kick field goals. And we did. I was never that annoyed with the offense. Normally I would be, but I didn't I don't see any reason that people were upset with James Coley in this game.
0: Like none. Uh- None. Zero. Zip. Nada. Even if you are looking at Ohio State, Clemson, LSU even. Well, LSU is on a planet of their own right now. But let's just go Ohio State, Clemson. You're like, oh man, why couldn't we run what they run? You don't want to run what they run. I promise you that. Because first, they've played no one. Second, if you take away one aspect of their offense, you've taken away their entire offense. Please stop what, with this. What's the spread
1: for Georgia LSU right now, Clint? I'm saying what's your spread, not what will Vegas' spread be. Georgia LSU right now, what's the spread? I have a number in my... LSU one and a half. Yeah, I was going to say LSU minus three. El- Listen, Georgia fans, if you, if you think... Our offense is not going to be able to hang with LSU. LSU's defense is not as good as Missouri's. I know that that's yep. hard for you to hear because it's LSU. Listen to me, Georgia fans, but Alabama is trash. It, the garbage. Hot garbage. LSU's on a planet of their own right now, according to you, Clint, because they just beat the dynasty of college football. Alabama's sure. defense this year is is Trash, T-Rash. And if the turf monster didn't strip the world's greatest quarterback on the (laughs) five-yard line on the opening drive of the game, they probably would have beaten LSU in that game. Uh, uh Uh, Georgia is not going to get blown out by LSU. We might not win the SEC championship game, but we're not going to get blown out by LSU. Listen, our, our
0: team plays a different style, but that style will be just fine for us. We good. I'm fine. You can call it what you will. Uh, We're heading into segment three. But before that, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. All right, Daniel, segment three. Let's talk about some defense. What do you think, huh? Huh? um what? It, what how that? did we make it this far without talking about defense already I have no idea truth be told I is I, our defense can't good? answer you.
1: Clint?
0: um daniel Are there any i want statistics
1: keep... to back it up or the, whether or <laughs>
0: all, all of them is all of them an appropriate response to every what statistics one of can, the statistics literally every metric that any sane reasonable logical college football fan would look to indicates that we are elite in our defensive end, Daniel, from top to bottom, from inside, from our core to outside, from DBs to linebackers. You look across everywhere. We have players, playmakers, stout technicians. It's incredible to me, Daniel. Our defense is world-class.
1: It really everywhere. is world-class. Kirby mentioned it this week in the postgame. Uh, talked about the <clears throat> reaping the benefits of last year's frustrations on defense. And I thought that was well said by him. I've been on record as saying this is going to be the year of the sophomore linebacker, as you will recall. Oh, I and, do. And um, uh, people like Aziz Ogilari, uh, Quay Walker in this game. Hello. we I see you, <laughs> um, uh Some guys that, like guy like Tay Crowder, extremely yes. green at the position last year, coming in, playing a position really above his head. Um. Guys like Jordan Davis playing all year last year. Uh, guys like Malik Herring, who we've said is the most underrated player on the entire defensive line. You think about he was very green but got some meaningful reps last year. Of course, you got guys like Eric Stokes, Tyson Campbell, who got incredibly
0: valuable minutes. Uh, by the way, DJ Daniel, hello. Way to show up. this. Oh, my goodness.
1: DJ Daniel, not part of the team last year, but uh, a welcomed addition. Yeah, and so we've got these guys that have really grown into who they are. Of course, there's some Nolan Smiths mixed in there, some uh, some Nolan Smiths, some Trayvon Walkers who are difference makers uh, right out of the gate, and there's some some Wiley veterans. Well, yeah. You know, mixed in there, guys like Monty Rice and J.R. Reed and Richard LeCount, guys that have been around for a while. Um, this defense got a really great mix of, of talent. Um, it's extremely fast, and you just feel like they're getting better every week. Clint.
0: They are getting better every single week. I was just going to say this. Don't look now, SEC. But you thought you could pigeonhole our best defensive lineman, and each week I think it's changed. But don't look now, because two weeks in a row, Jordan Davis has said, it's mine.
1: We, want to, talk about, we want to talk about Kate. Who who wore it better? And by it, I mean a Missouri football player. Kate Mays <laughs> or Jordan Davis? Because Jordan Davis... That play looked like it happened in slow motion, and there was only one player moving at full speed, and it was Jordan Davis. Yes. <laughs> one yes. Millis- one frame on my television, he was engaged with an offensive lineman, and then the next frame, he was lying on the ground on top of the running back. Correct. Jordan Davis is an animal up front. If
0: get... Get stock on him now because the next few games are gonna skyrocket and he it's it's gonna blow up. He's already blown up, he's already just a stout as all stout can get, a movable force, can't touch him. But uh, this guy's starting to learn. Before I think he was just running on pure athleticism and strength. Big man. But now I I think yeah. he's he just he said, I'm big. Oh, and wait a second, I got some technique. And some mm-hmm. some moves to get skinny in sometimes, which by the way, he can never get skinny. I don't know what to call that move where he gets Ew. in between the, the tackle and the guard or the, the center and the guard. But just Des- destruction, put, I think is what you call it. I think you call the <laughs> <a> move <laughs> destruction. I think I think we call that Kong mode. Just <laughs> King Kong mode. With, That's he, right. he does what he wants. Uh, this defense is elite. We said before the season, this has a chance to be one of our favorite defenses, and I'm gonna call it right now. Calling it right now. This is my favorite defense I've ever laid eyes on. I don't care. Not the favorite defense of player. My favorite defense as a player. I whole. can't get there yet. I can't get
1: there yet. Um, but it's really getting there. And I think you, you just, you talk about, can we just, we, let's just go back for a second. South Carolina and Kentucky. Mm hmm. Was that the high point of the year, Clint, for us? Or I'm having trouble remembering. Was that the? Nope. No, really. those two games were not really considered to be the highlight. Trayvon Walker, how did he do in those two games, Clint, against mm-hmm. South Carolina and Kentucky? What were his stats like? Oh, wait, he was mm-hmm. not in the game. No, he was hurt. Tyson Campbell, how did he do against South Carolina and Kentucky? What were his, what were his stats like? No. D&P. Also DNP due to injury. Lawrence Cager, much documented. How'd he do against South Carolina and Kentucky? Um, are these important members of the team? Clint? Now, I'm not making excuses. No, you're Everyone wrong. deals with injuries. Um, Jake Fromm still threw three interceptions um, against South Carolina and had a fumble. Uh, but but these these are difference makers who are now healthy. And play, Correct. and um, we are not a team that I think you want to trifle with right now, Clint. I'm just no. going to say that we will no. on tomorrow's show. We will we will talk a little bit more about Missouri. Then we'll turn the page to Auburn, and I think, um, hmm, I think we might have a different opinion than the national consensus about how this team stacks up with Auburn.
0: Uh, Here's a, here's a teaser. Daniel and I have already laid serious coin on the line for this game already.
1: Sometimes you can't wait till the locks episode before you
0: go ahead and make a lock. So stay tuned for that. We're here. We're here. Uh, Daniel, that does it for the show today. We'll be back tomorrow, as we will every single day this week. Uh, we will recap Mizzou just a little bit longer, get back to Auburn uh, going into it. If you want to get a hold of us, bulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at dogs Podcast. Uh We would love to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you got any more conspiracy theories uh, like we have had in seasons past. And, oh, quickly, by the way, let the record state – while I may not be a partaker of Craft American Singles, Daniel, okay, what I said was this: this podcast is the Craft American Singles of podcasts. Okay, that's what I said. And when you asked meaning, me,
1: meaning, meaning <laughs> that it's better than all the other podcasts, our our podcast is just better than as Craft American Singles are, in fact, better than all the other cheeses when constructing a hamburger let the I'm record not, show that clint now agrees I ne- I with all of america that the craft american single is
0: the cheese of choice for making your hamburger we'll be back tomorrow to discuss all that and more we'll see you guys then see ya